Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to an episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the podcast where we talk about musicals and all the things that they can teach us. We have a special episode this week. Uh, on top of the episode that we're already that has already gone out, as, on top of this episode, we're talking about a new musical that's just come to life in Brisbane for the first time ever. I am Zancy Weber here with. It's me, KB! And our very special guest... Uh, Johnny Ware. I'm there the we go. Dramaturg on Fangirls. Hi, Dramaturg Johnny. on Fangirls. And yes. so, of course, Fangirls is the musical that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I'm excited. As someone who mentions Zac Efron <laughs> on a weekly basis on this podcast, <laughs> I am Are excited to talk about... Yeah. Ooh. I'm excited. I think you'll enjoy this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, before we get too far into Fangirls, let's get to know... A guest. Johnny? Jono? Johnny. Johnny? Sorry. I think Jonathan's too long for Australia. I think three-syllable first names are too long, so... <laughs> I get it. Need to be too I mean, I, I have a similar opinion of Australians, so let's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're a dramaturg on Fangirls. Yes. yes. Um, and so that's what you're here to talk to us about today. But let's ask you some of your musical theatre credentials, shall we? Sure. Whoa. Get ready. So... Um, <clears throat> If other people were to compare you to a musical character, yeah, which musical character do you think they would compare you to? So I have two for this one, mm. half and half. Half, there's a character in Fangirls who I think once anyone sees it uh, and who knows me, there's a character that is very much uh, based on my life yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, and my relationship with Eve Blake, who's the writer of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's the um, he's this kind of online fan fiction author mm-hmm. who works with her to kind of like collaborate and research and, and co-write her work. I'm not a co-writer with Eve, I'm just a drunk yeah. joke, but uh, yes, he... He says, I'm pregnant with that. And he says, <laughs> you're fierce and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's A. Yeah. Do you have a body of work online that we should be reading? I'm not actually a fanfic writer. <laughs> that is true. But he serves as her dramaturg. And I would say he he serves the same purpose that I serve with Eve. Okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. In her yeah. work. Um, and there is, yeah. There's a particular scene in the play that is from a transcript about Actual life. So okay, well, it's that. a little hard to separate yourself from that <laughs> character, isn't but it? But the other character, I would probably say Charlie Kringus from uh, Merrily We Roll Along. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I feel like I'm like, 
I feel like lots of my work is always about supporting other artists <laughs> achieve their goals. I don't, I'm not a writer, I'm not a director. I don't have a creative impulse to uh, uh, tell a story that is in my head. Yeah. But I have an impulse to support and kind of, and guide and either produce or assist other people. And Charlie is a composer in the show. Yes. But I, no, the lyricist in the show? Uh, the lyricist? Is he the good Frank, one or the bad one? The one uh, that everyone's always complaining about is He's the is good one. Frank. He's the loser. He's yeah. the loser who's like, yeah. they're taken advantage of by all his cool friends. Yes. <laughs> oh. No, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're my two. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So what what musical character would you like people to compare you to? I would like to? other people to compare me to Rhonda from Mira's Wedding. Nice. <laughs> she's like the ultimate hype girl, right? She, yeah, right. Yeah. She's like, she's kind, she's open-hearted, and she uh, believes in how amazing her friends are. Um and, and also yeah. really assertive. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When she needs to be. When she needs but, to be. But yeah. then also I'd say I don't have cancer, so like it's not yeah. Okay. It's not the, it's not act two. Act one Rhonda. <laughs> yeah. Okay, act one Rhonda. Yeah. Uh, so what's your dream role? Now if it's not on stage, you yeah. can you can have a dream role off stage. I think like if I was a performer, I would love to play uh, uh, Charlie and Merrily. I think because of the of, Franklin Shepard Inc. song that he gets. Yes. Which yeah, is yeah, uh, yeah. in the recording studio and he's, it's like a rap, right? Yeah. It, it's kind of like, it's really speaky and It's talky. a Sondheim rap. Yeah. Exactly. It's Very like the wordy. Words, right? rhythm, it's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of, yeah. And so I think, I think that, that's a really cool role and there's some cool people who've been in the past. So yeah, I do that. Now, yes. I think I know the answer that's, to it's this obvious next now, question. Right? <laughs> <laughs> of which is your favourite Sondheim. I, um, uh, I think Merrily is a really useful uh, uh, Bible for anyone who kind of works in music theatre yep. of how to not be a douche. Nice. <laughs> and you can like watch it and you can be like, oh, this is all, this, these are all the things that you should avoid to do in your life so that you have a prosperous and kind and friendly career. Yeah. Because um, it's really easy to be an asshole, but... Yeah. Do you have, do you have opinions on why Merrily was uh, uh, less is. popular mm-hmm. when it when it was... Yeah. I think it has had a little bit of a resurgence no. since. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think it's hard for an audience to watch that show and actually feel for those characters. I, yeah. I just, I, I don't think the reverse thing actually works. I think the album as a like an LP and a cast album and orchestrations and arrangements and the mm. use of music in the show and the composition of the work is beautiful. But I would say it's probably more suited to a concert presentation than actually a a stage presentation because I don't don't think it actually holds up as a yeah fair satisfying enough. evening in theatre but yeah. Yeah. as an album to play in the gym or when you're at work it's yes please alright <laughs> yes please so what is your go to shower song hmm what's the opening number of everyone's talking about Jamie is it oh, if you don't even know it so right? good right 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 so I have a playlist called Shower on my phone. Yeah. Which you can actually see on Apple Music. If you like search me on Apple Music, it's there. It's public. You can listen to We're my shower playlist if you really want to. Um, and that is the first one. And so That's it's that. And the Skylar Sisters are my two. Nice. Nice. And I actually sing to them in the shower every day. <laughs> is it on shuffle or is it the same order every time? Yeah. Well, um, I play, I, I play um, and you don't even know it. And then it shuffles from there. Nice. Yeah. Okay, and the final question, the big one, the controversial one. Yeah. You have to delete a musical from existence. Mm-hmm. It can't be Cats because Cats is already gone. We've burnt it. We've buried it. It's, it's it, been it dead. It died so many times. <laughs> it's had so its nine lives. That was my... Uh. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. We'll give you, like, okay, Cats yeah, would yeah, have been... It, it okay. would have been Cats, but... Can I delete a movie musical from yes, history? Yes, you can. Yeah, please. I would delete the movie of A Chorus Line. 
Okay. Okay. Because I think that movie is a fundamental misreading of the text of a chorus line. Okay. It that's makes fair. it. It 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 becomes like fame. It's about young artists yeah. wanting their job, whereas that's not what a chorus line is about. And I'd say that, except that, like, what, last week, Ryan Murphy announced he's doing a TV series of it. Yeah, a, a ten-episode. Ten sure. Mm. We'll see how you stretch that to ten Honestly, hours. Honestly, how hours. I think he's going to do it is he's going to do, like, one character. character, an episode, and have it over the... That's how so I would do it when I was gets thinking a whole of it. episode? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, have, like, the, the show's events... Take place like ten times from different characters' perspectives. And Richie's episode, or what? That's what I'm hoping. That is a good. That's a good Um, pitch. Yeah, Ryan, if you're listening, you are welcome. He obviously is listening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well now we know everything there is to know about you. (laughs) So let's uh, take a little break, and we will come back with uh, a little talk about fangirls. Okay, so this is a new musical. There's yes. not a lot out there for audiences to see unless they go to the theatre and see it. Yeah. They can see it right now at the Billy Brown Theatre, at Queensland Theatre. That's South right. In Brisbane, and it'll be in Sydney from October the 12th. Sure. Yeah. I will yeah. trust that you know <laughs> for a the month. Uh, yeah, it's at uh, uh, Belvoir Street Theatre in Sydney. And hopefully in many other places for years to come. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. There, there are a couple of songs on YouTube. Yeah, so well. we'll, we'll definitely be linking those in the yeah. show notes and probably so sharing them on our socials as well. Yeah, and, and I we just are watched recording a cast recording. TED Talk oh, the, yeah, today yeah. too, which is like such a nice way to start a day, guys. So if you haven't already watched it, definitely look up Fangirls TED X Sydney. Eve Blake. Eve Blake. Something like that. Anything. It's it YVE. Yeah, Eve and it's Blake. fun. It's yeah. real fun. Yeah, and that's kind of – that's the show in a T. It's um, it's – Re-examining um, enthusiasm and passion in young people, particularly in young women, and how that is gendered in the world. Um, and so it's kind of this flashy, it's like a pop concert, but inside of it is this radical politics about re-examining um, learnt lessons that we're all ingrained in from when we were born about about gender and about enthusiasm and about, yeah. Sure. Yeah. How, so, how how big is the cast? Is it a big big tour? We or? have a seven people on stage, and we have an amazing swing mm. off stage. <laughs> Mel is phenomenal. She covers every role except oh. for the a pop star in the show, who's called Harry, um, and Edna, who is Eve Blake's character, who's the kind right. of our protagonist. Um, yeah, and then we have internal covers from them within that. So, it's eight people in the company and seven on stage. And because of that, we <laughs> it's a hard musical for those seven people. Yeah, because there's no, that's intense. Like everyone plays a role and then when they're not playing their actual role, they are on the stage in three costumes underneath each other and yes. they strip them off yeah. and quick change and quick change and quick change because that's all we got. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they all have crazy shows. Um, <laughs> well, no, we've only had one show so far, but... Yes, it was a crazy show. Yeah, so, so we're recording yes. this the day after your first preview. Yeah, last preview. night. Yeah. Yeah. First ever audience that paid actual money to see our <laughs> actual play. <laughs> so it will be going up. Uh, this this episode will be airing after a week. Yes, and previews. I'm sure yep. the reviews are glorious <laughs> and glowing and everyone loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, without any spoilers, can you give us a little bit of the, the story? Yeah, 
Fangirls is about a 14-year-old fangirl called Edna. She is a fan of a band True Connection and particularly the lead singer, Harry. Uh, he has mm. no surname. Yep. <laughs> except he is from Cheshire. He has oh. really good hair. Mm. And he hates mayonnaise. Oh, I don't think there's anyone in the world. There's a Venn diagram that, there that you can... Yeah. <laughs> um, and she uh, uh, knows that she is destined to be with him and um, she'll do anything to get there. And when True Connection announced that they're touring to Brisbane, she goes this is all it. out for it. This is it. And this she, is what's happening. She commits to it. Uh, there's a bit of blackmail. There's a bit of like heavy chemicals. <laughs> there's like glitter. There's a confetti cannon. There's, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I'm not going to give away act two. I'm not going to. No, away that's a, no spoilers. But if that that's so that's kind of yeah. the basis of the story. Is yeah. Her journey to make this imagined relationship happen. Yes. And then she has uh, two school friends who are kind of. Uh, Fans-ish of the band But they're growing apart And they're kind of too cool And they want boyfriends mm-hmm. Then she has an online friend Called Salty Pringle Who's like A fanfic author uh, Yeah And she's got a mum And then there's like a whole all Everyone plays a Characters who are on the internet So the Like the other half of the show Right It's kind of set in like a, uh, In a, uh, It's like a It's called the Harry Sphere It's kind of like the, the It's like Tumblr And Twitter And yep. Instagram kind of combined into this world of humans who can interact and have conversations as, yeah. if, as if they're online. So it's yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah. So um, so what age are the characters? Uh, is the, it ever explicit or is it? Yeah, just kind yeah, of- yeah. The um, like the three like what we call the IRL girls, like mm-hmm. the school friend, mm-hmm. the trio, are all fourteen years old. Okay, they're all. In year eight, I think. Actually, we haven't put we haven't put them in a year, but they're in year eight. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're fourteen, and then Edna has a mum. Harry is like probably nineteen twenty. Yep. It's it's kind of it's it's the second year of the of the group that he's in, mm-hmm. and they were um, auditioned individually on a show, and they were they were all put together as like a constructed boy band. Yeah, huh. they all have good hair. Oh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's a um, good concept that hasn't happened in real life yet. <laughs> never. No, no, no. And then they're kind of doing their thing, and then yeah, they they announce their first kind of international tour, which yeah. is. To Brisbane. Well, uh, or Sydney if you're in Sydney. If, yeah, well, when the show's in Sydney. So I, of course, there isn't a cast recording yet, but there will be. We are working on a cast recording. We are working on a cast recording. Um, so I always love to ask, what is your favourite song of the show? Ooh. So what, what what are the ones that are available? Yeah. on YouTube at the moment, and is it one of them? So the um, two songs on YouTube are the I Want song, which mm-hmm. is called Wait and See, which is Edna's kind of like. I'm going to get with him. Just you wait and see because I'm going to leave you all behind and leave you in my dust and I'm fabulous and I will be and you have no idea because you don't get it. <laughs> which is triumphant and amazing. <laughs> and then the second song that's on YouTube is called Feel So True which is kind of, it sets up the fan fiction like, subplot of the show and this kind of, and the collaboration between fan fiction authors and writing about fantasies and kind of how Broad that universe can be like you, yeah, you, yeah. You, you can have like alternative universe fic where he's like um, the captain at like your school and he's hot and he's like in the playground or you can have it where you're like there's zombies and you're the only two surviving people in the world or you can have wings or he can be pregnant <laughs> or and it's kind of about how glorious the kind of creative output of that for young people is to explore yeah, themselves awesome. and sexuality and the world and love and all those things. So, so are yeah. either of those your favourite song? 
I love Feel So True. It's a bop. <laughs> it's kind of in the vein of um, of Taylor Swift's like of a style a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it has that kind of like Jack Antonoff like chugga 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 yeah. kind of um, drive to it, and it's it's sassy and fun. Um, yeah, and the character that I, that I identify with in the show is <laughs> he sees that song. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> Um, so, yes. so what is the band like? Is it is it a is it a rock band or is you it? You mean the orchestra? Yes, yeah. yeah. We have no orchestra. <gasps> oh wow! So our, our musical director, who conducts the show live, is queuing from her laptop. Oh, so cool! All the music. It's a, a, a big driver in the show was about we want to make a show that is available and consumable uh, for a young audience. Okay, for an audience yeah, who awesome. are fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, and so often. Uh, Theatre can be um, uh, a bit separate from that, or, or a bit yeah. outside the realm of what they see and how they consume art. Yeah. Mm. And so we wanted to make a musical that was like a pop concert. Cool. And so, and so for that, the music has to sound like the music on the radio. Yeah. And so the music on the radio was produced. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and recorded and honed and perfected and worked and worked and worked through producers and writers and blah blah blah. And so we have this amazing music producer. He's called David Muratori. He's amazing. He. Um, yeah, has like kind of produced, orchestrated, arranged for lack of a better term, all the music in the show with our vocal arranger, music director, Alice Chance. Um, and yeah, so all the vocals are live. It's kind of, it has like a, a girls choir vibe at moments for the Church of Harry. But then yeah, it's all, it's like, it's, it's computer beats. Yeah, awesome. That, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I guess it is also a, a, an easy way to make it accessible to, yeah. for Completely. like in the future for other people to 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 Completely. take the take the work and and produce it. Completely. And even just listening to the two YouTube ones, yeah. wait and see. I never noticed it. Right. And then it wasn't until right. the second one that I was like, "Oh, the bands? What? They're not playing." <laughs> the, what? And they're dancing a lot. Yeah, and they're dancing a lot, and they're like so engaged in it. It took me, yeah. Um, yeah, until halfway through the second song to realize that yeah. it wasn't live, that it was recorded. It was, it was amazing. It was and really that's, cool. Got, that's been a whole thing for us because that's kind of unheard of in this industry for a show to have an entirely recorded score in a professional setting. Right? Yeah, school shows do that, sure. Uh, but like, but the queuing and the vamping and the safety and kind of yeah. constructing that world—that's mm. a whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. But it's, it's a really interesting approach, yeah. especially when you want that kind of pop concert feel yeah. where that is how it would usually be done. Completely. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what, again, so what age uh, audience are you looking at? Is it appropriate for 14-year-olds or is it something a little bit higher? I would say I, I would. I don't have a child who's 14, so I would say yes. <laughs> Maybe if you're a parent of a 14-year-old, you'd... I think you probably should see it first yeah. and see where your kids at, you know, and yeah. where they are in terms of like what other art they're consuming and what you know what they're engaging with. Because yeah. well, I guess in those lines, like, is there is there language? Is there like compromising scenes? You've mentioned once upon a time there was lots of language, <laughs> and we stripped the whole show yeah. out yeah. to kind of make it more accessible. Yeah. Um, the worst, you've mentioned some chemicals. Yeah, the worst word is like is like mm, is bitch. Oh, yeah. oh, that's, that's all right. Which is okay. I, look, I, I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't know. You know? This, I don't know. Also, this generation is what she thinks like Riverdale and 13 Reasons Why. Exactly. It's not like exactly. they're not used to <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, the worst word is bitch. But, yeah, I would say anybody who's ever been a fangirl is a fangirl, mm-hmm. uh, uh, knows a fangirl, or has ever been enthusiastic about something in their whole life, yeah. whether that's the Brisbane Lions or Justin Bieber. It's about... 
it's about that and then Ben learning about the true uh, uh, power in that and in community and in finding your people in life and yeah embracing a thing that you love without being ashamed of it yeah. Awesome. And I think that really comes across in the TED Talk, which is why yes. I loved yeah, yeah. watching it because you do – you. I, at 14, um, the first season of Australian Idol had just come <gasps> out and I was in love with Rob Millsy Mills. In love with Rob Millsy Mills. Mills. Um, hey, Rob, if you're listening, um, I'm not 14 anymore. No. Um, <laughs> But Oof. I remember going to the first Australian Idol concert and having that moment. Because live like, tours. Ah, yeah, the live tours was my very first yeah. live concert ever. I was, I didn't go with a parent. Like, it was all very exciting. Mm-hmm. And it was that, like, exhilaration that I think as you get older, you you suppress because mm-hmm. it does come across as, as young and a little bit mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. and listening to Eve talk about it and being like, no, actually that is an expression of the emotion that you're feeling at that moment. And mm-hmm. at 14 to still be allowed to express emotion like that when boys are not and, allowed. And haven't been for 10 years already. Yeah. yeah. That is such a, it is a powerful and wonderful thing. As soon as you get thing. too excited about trucks, no. No. No, you're not allowed anymore. And it is that hysteria. <laughs> People used to get lobotomies. Yeah to treat hysteria (laughs) for that reason. And that, I think, is really nice as a female to see another female uh, talk about that and you are empowered by it. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to see a show that is new work in Australia to begin Mm -hmm. with, which, Mm -hmm. yes, amazing. Musical theatre work. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That very rarely happens. So that is a celebration in itself, but also a celebration in, in empowering not only women but also men and boys to to express how they're feeling no matter how silly mm-hmm. in inverted commas mm-hmm. it might be. I might give one spoiler away. Uh, there is a f- kind of, at the end of that too, there's a kind of a big feminist awakening for kind of across the cast and watching it last night for the first time with an audience, just like watching the audience sit there and lean in and hear the words the characters are saying as they as these kids like discover feminism and what it means and why it's not okay like what it, it is happening to them and how the world world is judging them was mm. incredible. Yeah, we were like, amazing. Yeah, yeah. We've always been like, oh, hopefully people are going to get this, and yeah, the whole audience has been, had been laughing for two hours and they stopped <laughs> and like and lent in and and listened and watched these ki- these kids figure it out for themselves. Which yeah, was yeah, it's yeah. Ex- it's exciting. It's, yeah, it's really exciting. Really quite beautiful. All right, well, let's yes. take another little break, mm-hmm. and we'll come back with some lessons that we hope to learn (laughs) from fangirls. So I think it's only fair that you get... You get to say the first lesson that that you've learned. I think I just did. The the idea that when I was 14 and I loved... Hang on. What was a musical when I was 14 years old? 2005. What was that? Like Spamalot, right? Yeah. Or like Light in the Piazza. Mm -hmm. And I would... I would go to like JB Hi-Fi. No, that, that didn't even exist then. I go to like Sanity, you know, or H and B, yeah, yeah, um, and, and, and order in cast albums and sit there uh, in my bedroom and and listen to them through and read the notes and do that whole thing. But I was always embarrassed by that. Mm-hmm. I, I was always told that's like not cool and I'm, I'm gay and I'm a loser, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, even I met when we were kids. When we were in high school, we did a production of Les Miserables together. And we were the two people in that room who, 
I'm like, this is serious theater, guys. This is important. <laughs> yeah. School drama is real drama. But School also, drama is real drama. Yes. Yeah, but also like I gave her um, a hard drive with 400 cast albums on it, including like the German cast recording of Wicked. Nice. Ah, those <laughs> sure. were the days Literally. passing around cast yes. recording. Yes. Hard drives. Yeah. Or CD. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, I think me embracing the fact that like I want to work in this thing and that I love it and that's not, that's not, like that's awesome, yeah. You know, I think is has been so useful for me across the four years we've been working on this show, about about uh, not being ashamed of that and being um, and screaming and being enthusiastic and loving that, yeah. And kind of in, in parallel with that, in the show we have an actor who's playing Harry. His name is Aiden. He is huge. He has like one hundred and forty thousand Instagram followers. Whoa. He was on The Voice last year. Okay. And then he was on the Eurovision Australia Decides thing earlier this year. Mm. He's like a songwriter. He's like really legit. <laughs> and he has he, he has fangirls. And they came to the show last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, I, I, and I like, I loved that I got to watch it with them. And they were like, that's us. And I'm seen and I'm not embarrassed by this. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I feel like the show, it becomes like a generational thing of like, oh, like at a certain point in time, it's not, it's not lame. You're not yeah. a loser. You're... Mm incredible and you have a superpower and you shouldn't be embarrassed by that and so i yeah i think that's been a big thing for me across this in myself but also kind of watching people around the show and yeah. learning and, and changing our politics i think it's really amazing what adults <clears throat> and the people who consume theater can learn by watching it through a child's perspective yeah. like mm-hmm. so yeah so the, the other the adults are relating to these children and re and relearning something that they're learning for the first time mm-hmm. and making it all the more present in their head yeah. i think that's really an interesting way to approach talking to an audience well Completely. they've already lived through that experience so they do know or maybe they and haven't. Or maybe they haven't. Maybe well, I'm just like assuming Beatles, that everyone. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking of my of my mother watching something like this and learning something about how my sister yeah. sees the world. That that's a really interesting way yeah. um, of approaching it by by getting the parents involved in that sort of thing. But also, like, I don't have children, but no. I, I I think it would be very interesting to see this yeah. sort of message aimed at. Uh, forgiving uh, the the fan in mm. anyone because yeah, yeah fangirl is can be used as a slur absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely and the show kind of uh, treads a really uh, hard line between laughing at these girls mm-hmm. and then uh, like through laughter and through um, empathy and kind of opening the audience's eyes and hearts up to them like punching them in the guts yeah, you know? yeah. and and the power of like of going from like the most beautiful, highest, joyous moment in a show to the like the like the hardest moment of drama in the show, um, is something that like, like I think, yeah, is really useful for an audience. And as a, as a dramaturg, kind of watching the writer like, do that and and the director then figuring out how to manipulate that is <laughs> huge, right? And it's yeah. yeah, if you open up the audience through laughter. And they'd be like, nah, gotcha. Try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it, do it. You know what's you right to. next to those laugh centers in your brain? Uh-huh. <laughs> Tears. But it's um, interesting. Uh, I'm going back to the table talk again because I love it so much. Yeah. Um, but at the end, watching the audience, which is probably about 50% older, straight, white men. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also realize that exact same thing and mm-hmm. to be like oh like i can talk about 
Darren Lockyer until the two cows come home, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that is the same feeling. Mm-hmm. I get as enthusiastic about the Broncos getting into the mm-hmm. finals as my 14-year-old daughter is... About BTS. About, yeah. And so I think that's a really interesting way to bring people and families together too. It isn't just the mums learning, it's the dads and the uncles and the grandfathers mm-hmm. as well. And I am so excited to see it from my perspective of what I learn from it as a fangirl yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. and happily a fangirl. I think anyone who appears on this podcast or listens to it is <laughs> oh, a fangirl. That's why you're here. Yes, yes <laughs> we love musicals. This is our community. Like, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the show also has kind of a thread about the power of community and of yeah. um, of realising instead of looking up at the stage and feeling like that is the thing in your life, if you just turn to the side and look at everyone else in the crowd with you, with yeah. you, you, you are the power in your life yeah. and you are the people who can change the world, right? Because he's not going to, but, nah. but you all could. It's awesome. Also, while well, I learned about the, uh, <clears throat> the queuing of the music, yeah. I think that's a really interesting way to approach presenting uh, a musical and I think that's something we'll probably see more of going forward yeah. having music specifically arranged for uh, for cue to cue conducting with live vocals I think that's a really interesting way to mm-hmm. approach Plus if you're touring it yeah it makes things so much cleaner in your tech weeks <laughs> I'm sure the musicians you know are happy but Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there there are there are shows right. that you wouldn't be able to do it to when the no. music plays a very organic role. But if it's meant to be like yeah. a pop concert, yeah. then this is just a continuation yeah. of that same theme. I think. Like, yeah. I don't think it's no. I don't think it's something that you can't justify to musicians because mm-hmm. musicians are still going to be playing music. Yeah. Um. It's just a matter of that of they how won't be and what it looks like. Yeah. 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 But as like the more new musical theatre that comes out, it seems to be going in that in that direction of let's mel- like meld the the music world and the theatre mm-hmm. world and see what happens. You look at Six, yes. yeah, absolutely, and now and Fan Jamie Girls and, and Jamie, yeah, yeah. and it is this it's this stylized concert version mm-hmm. of shows within shows, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that I mean, is where we're heading. I mean, yeah. did Hedwig do it first? Is Hedwig the first like rock? It's concert? like gig theatre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's still like a with a live line. band. Oh, yeah, still yeah. still yeah. live band, but definitely like but that. But it's getting like into that yeah. field mm. of of even Rock of Ages. The yes, audience, yeah. sitting yeah. in the audience of that felt like you were at a rock like concert. concert. People were talking, there were drinks being like brought <laughs> over as you were <laughs> watching yeah. it. I think that is probably where theatre is heading because they it does want to be more accessible to people who are not traditional theatre goers yeah. who love the classics. Yeah. It wants to branch out to to the every man, I guess. So I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah. About four years ago, when this was a new little seed in the ground, I was working on my um, uh, on my thesis at university, and I yeah. wrote about exactly that. I wrote about the, the convergence of music theatre and pop music yeah. and kind of how up until the kind of early 60s, it was the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then lots of musical theatre creators, producers really, got scared of the radio and got, and got yeah. scared of that and went into pastiche and musical, like, of course there were outliers there's hair and whatever uh, <laughs> the vast majority of work was in pastiche mode yeah. until 
I'd say even until like the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Right? Like I love the Book of Mormon. It's a, um, it's a masterpiece of musical theatre, but it's entirely an Ouroboros of musical theatre, snake in its entire Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And a bit of me is like, is this it? Like, are we are we done with musical theatre? Is this <laughs> is it just a reference system within itself about what we are? So I think I think Moulin Rouge is kind of a really a beginning point of this. Yeah. Rent maybe even. And then Moulin Rouge through um, In the Heights, yep. through all the work of Dave Malloy and, and Lynn and like um, I think particularly it's musical directors and musical supervisors who are doing this work. Yeah. It's Alex Lacamoire and Stephen Remus who are really bringing a pop sensibility into o- onto the stage again. Yeah. I, I, I think Glee helped. Yes. You know? <laughs> A lot. Yeah. I think, yeah. Thank you, a, Glee. Thanks, Glee. Yeah, it's like a real return and a return to prominence within culture of yeah. of music theatre. I think it's entirely tied to like music production and arrangement uh, uh, techniques and how how the radio is converging into into musical theatre again. Yeah. And this yeah. show, I think, is very much that because it, yeah, has no pastiche. Well, no, it pastiche is actual pop music it's yeah. songs that are on the radio like next week it's yeah, yeah. yeah. as you just said it's, a f- it's been a four year process so yeah. what are the lessons that you've learnt in the writing or the drama turkey yeah yeah, yeah. Like this? so I've this is kind of been like my training this is like yeah. my this is, is my first credit as dramaturg this is like the first kind of project that I've seen across its whole journey and I think I've learnt about I think I've learnt about collaborating yeah. I think I've learnt about um, I think I've learnt about also about writing and about art and about it's useful to have every reference in the world it's useful to know every musical ever but actually that's the Ouroboros right and yeah. that is the yeah. is like a death spiral to a singularity <laughs> of a five six seven eight um, and so I think it's it's been so useful in this project we our creative team are really diverse in their experience particularly in the form of music theatre our director uh, Paige Rattray is like a theatre director and this is her first uh, her first proper uh, uh, main stage musical. Yeah. Um, and she brings uh, kind of a new work sensibility from uh, like proper theatre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> straight theatre. Straight theatre. <laughs> um, and that is really useful to kind of critique everything and every impulse that we have to kind of lean into musical theatre trope. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. The opposite. Go the other way. Yeah, and so, right. and between her and our music producer, Dave, yeah, who also has never done a musical. Um, and then our design team, the majority of them, again, have never have never worked in this form. And so it's kind of, it's like starting from scratch a little bit. Yeah. It's like It's like figuring out what you do when music is YouTube music video playlist on repeat. That's how we yeah, do yeah. music, right? Yeah. Or on Spotify. How do you bring that into theatre without having the having how scary it is that showboats in your head, you know? Without or, without yeah. without tap dancing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also like also structures and politics around mm. around like secondary couples and around Oh like yes, yeah. Archetypal musical theatre forms. Yeah. Like I have that I have them in my head and I I deliberately either mention or don't mention like what we're referencing in the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's been super useful for me to kind of open my mind. There's a great quote from David Yazbek who wrote like what Full Monty and Bandstand oh, yeah. and and the band's visit. The band's visit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, he has a quote where he, I think he teaches a course maybe at Tish or Columbia or something, and he in um, he speaks to young composers and he says. Whatever you do, do not listen to musical theatre. Whatever you do, listen to everything else. Because there is such a world out there of music 
that you don't even know about and that other people are referencing. And if you're referencing a, this kind of small uh, like pool of beautiful geniuses, that's only going to get you so far. Yeah. You need to look at everything else that exists in the world and listen to everything from like electronic music from the 70s in Germany but to like Afrobeat, yeah. but to, you know, like everything. Yeah. And the and the new lifeblood of that in musical theatre I think is what's exciting and what this show is about and what, this, what kind of a new generation of musical theatre is about is, yeah, l- looking beyond opening your mind. I've opened uh, my mind. My iTunes used to just be cast albums. <laughs> it was those 400 and whatever it was cast albums, whereas now it's not. Yeah. Um, and that's exciting for me to learn too about the world and what exists beyond our form, you know. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a short break. We won't come back with Dreamcast because the Dreamcast is just the cast. Is the cast who are <laughs> on stage tomorrow night? They're amazing. <laughs> um, so they will also be listed in the show notes. We'll come back with the top five list that this musical belongs on. So what top five list do you think this one belongs on? I think there's a BuzzFeed top five list of like the top five works that are trying to wrangle the internet on stage. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the next frontier for theatre and musical theatre in general is figuring out how we tell stories about this thing that impacts every, every second of our day yeah. <laughs> and is the reason why like, you know, yeah, like, like, I think there's really amazing work happening and this is amazing sure but like there's incredible work happening around the world mm-hmm. where writers and producers and designers and it, it's it's everything it's from composition to writing even to like AV design like what does the internet look like yeah when yeah. it's in front of your face yeah so I think yeah I think a top five list would be like musicals that are trying to figure out the internet and manifest in front of your face now that, that right, yeah, have yeah. what yeah. Evan, ha- Evan Hansen, Evan Hansen, be more chill. Um, There's another one. Mean Girls. Mean Girls does have a lot is of tech. internet. Is the internet in Mean Girls? There's a scene where that pops up with all the like viral. Oh, the burn book. Yeah, yeah. and they is start the burn book com- viral now. Of I course think, it is. Well, I think it's more the commentary on what when happens when it goes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it pops up as lots of different text messages and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. What are the internet musicals? It's got to be more now, right. surely. Just Google. Good. Any, <laughs> anyone should comment on this? Are there yeah, comments on this? No. Do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you remember we get called out all the time. Yes, please, please email us in. Oh my God, please. Uh, 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 back check the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, the internet's not working. There are no oh internet goodness. musicals. How do, you ex- how do we exist there? We can't. I'm, I'm sorry, we have to. We have to <laughs> end of the podcast. <laughs> this is the end of the world. Yeah, so I'd say that. And then a, a, another one could be musicals. I'd say f- f- feminist musicals. I'd yeah. say musicals that are re-interrogating these kind of tropes about young women and about how they exist in the world and about, yeah, what they do and don't do. Yeah. I think Mingles does that a little bit. Yeah. I think little, the, yeah, it does it a lot. I think it's definitely done it in the show because they've been given the yeah. opportunity to say yeah. more than the movie could have. I want to take um, Eve's words and put it as a top five Trojan horse musical. Yes, and I think that is such an interesting concept of of showing the audience one thing and then opening these doors and this army coming out and being like, ha ha, gotcha, psych. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I am. So uh, that's what is drawing me to see this show. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Would yeah. Avenue Q count because of that one song? <laughs> About <laughs> how we use song? the internet for um, like... The oh, the internet, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> internet musicals. Oh, these are just musicals that are on the internet. No. I mean, you, I think uh, Dr. Horrible we'll Sing-Along sing blog probably is on that list though because I've it... Never, I've never read you know? or listened <gasps> ever. I think no. it's a really interesting. It was the, probably the first one that launched thing like podcasts and other YouTube channels to do the same thing. In that, we have no budget. We have a bunch of friends who are very talented. <laughs> well, yeah. it was literally during the writers' strike. Yeah, um, Joss Whedon and his gang. Oh, yeah. that yeah. had nothing to do. Had nothing to do. So they wrote Dr. Horrible Singalong blog and filmed Let's it and just recorded film it. Film it on like a handy cam. <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Right? Yeah, Great. it's got Neil Patrick Harris and Nathan Fillion. Like. A stellar cast. Yeah. Um, but I would because I think it showed us for the first time that the internet could be used for something outside of what we thought it could be. Yeah. And to present yeah. an original work. So I'd put it on there. Yeah, yeah. And then we got, um, what was that amazing podcast musical, 36 Questions? 36, 36 Questions. questions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that is like a whole genre in itself. Yeah. Actually, even I are working on a new show about um, Mary Wollstonecraft, who was this... Amazing feminist in like 1770, 1780. She was the mother of uh, uh, Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein. Oh, of course. And her, her mom, um, she wrote this book. It's called The Vindication on the Rights of the Woman. And she wrote uh, 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 books about female education. And she was this incredible, incredible lady. And we are writing, are beginning to work on our next thing, which is a podcast musical nice. about her life. That's awesome. Um, it doesn't have a name yet, but it'll it will, it will exist in the world <laughs> soon. Before Frankenstein, <laughs> <laughs> I think what will be next is like the Instagram Story musical, where you get like Ooh. ten seconds a day. To I think that's where we're going. Yes. Or the IGTV Please. musical. You know. Let's see what happens. I'm sure some evil producers already on. They're already that. on it. I sh- I'm sure of it. And if you're not, it's our idea. You can't take it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's that's our copyright claim right there. Um, I do it a lot. I don't know if it works. <laughs> I think you have to actually do the thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, you can just claim the idea, but without any text, it doesn't really... Uh, you don't know if there's text or not, say. I do know that there's no text. <laughs> I saw you come up with the idea just then. All right. Uh, is that it for top fives? Until we've seen the show, we can't, we can't. really. So might, I think when you yeah, see the show, everyone, write in with your top yeah, fives. Yeah, and maybe once yes. we've seen the show, we'll give you an update on our top five list. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a break and we'll come back with uh, some more information. All right, when can people see the show? Just let me Google. When, <laughs> where... How? Uh, so right, uh, like uh, tonight, right now, it's performing at Queensland Theatre at mm-hmm. the Billy Brown Theatre, which is in South Bank, mm-hmm. in Brisbane. Correct. Um, and it runs until the fifth of October. So you have lots of time and no excuses. Lots of time, no excuses. Um, and what happened last night was it was our first preview, but we have four more previews, so it might be yeah a totally different thing. So I'm so looking forward to people coming in previews and coming and seeing it and the show is going to grow because it then has a second season in Sydney in October, November. So that season, uh, I think it uh, begins on the 12th of October and then it runs until early November. Um, and that's at the Belvoir Street Theatre in Surrey Hills in Sydney. Cool. Um, until the, uh, from the 12th of October to the 10th of November. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. 
and people can see it and it will be changing and growing because we're going to, you know, it's brand new. It's brand new. Yeah, I mean, brand new. Got to support the so new theatre. It's exciting, guys. Um, and so we'll put uh, ticket links in the in the show notes and we'll share them on our socials as well. Uh, we'd love to hear your reviews if you go and see yeah, it. Please. Yeah, share it with Instagram us. Instagram us and use that hashtag Fangirls Musical. Amazing. Do you guys have a, a Facebook page? Uh, Eve Blake has a Facebook. Great. Has like a, has an Instagram, Twitter, everything. everything. Just at Eve Blake. Y-V-E-B-L-A-K-E. Eve Blake. Um, yeah. Amazing. I do, but you don't. It's <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested on social media. I just like stuff. <laughs> That's what it's there for. Really? Validating other people. I consume. <laughs> I consume. I don't create. <laughs> Says the dramaturg. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. Wonderful. Well, yeah, go out and see that. And if you want to find out more about us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, if you want to throw a few dollars our way, you can do that on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash musical support me everything and I know. You know if those numbers go up, that Zane's going to be dancing the Necronomicon. Sure. I like at it. Supernova in front of everyone. If those, if those numbers go <laughs> way up. A thousand guys, we gotta get to a thousand. Uh, I I am I'm very comfortable with the fact that they're nowhere near a thousand at the moment. Uh, we will get there, Johnny. Come on, guys. I believe. Honestly, I believe a thousand too. patrons is worth it. Like if we get a thousand, <laughs> I'll do a pretty much anything for a thousand patrons. So you heard it here yeah. first, peeps. Uh, <laughs> and you can find out more about us and all our sister podcasts on that's not which is our network. Or send us an email. Slash send me an email. Send us an email at musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. KB will answer you probably. Probably. Depends on how nice you are in that email. <laughs> we haven't got any nasty emails, have we? We have not, actually. It's been act- very warm and loving. And, and it's not an invitation. You're going to get the nasty ones out. Please don't. Not off this episode. Maybe a later episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Johnny. Thank you for having um, me. Anytime. Yeah, and I can't wait to come see the show. Guys. It'll be great. Uh, and we'll see you all same time next week with another episode. Yay. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye. So, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 